and you have to think what is the worst that can happen um, and what is the chance that, that that can happen and if that's an acceptable risk to take just do it Hello, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of the Digital Nomads Daily Podcast. Today, we have a Dutchie on the episode. So we're going to do it in Dutch. No, I'm kidding, guys. We will stick to English. (laughs) It would be a terrible episode if it was in Dutch. Um, All right, Vincent, welcome. Welcome. Thank you very much. Thanks for the invitation. We're excited to be here. Cool. So uh, we're going to talk about remote jobs today, how it is to work in a remote friendly company. There are a lot of entrepreneurs in the digital nomad space, a lot of freelancers, a lot of side hustlers, but there are also people that have a remote job. And it's really cool to shine some light about that. And of course, the daily muse of the digital nomad lifestyle. Before we go into that, I have a couple of quick questions. And my first question is, how long have you been nomading? Uh, I've been nomading since um, Portugal last year, so that would be June. Yeah, last year, June. So uh, I think a little over half a year. Cool. So you're still kind of a new nomad. (laughs) Yeah, I'm a newbie for sure. (laughs) Cool. Well, we love that too. I mean, the podcast is really, there's so many different types of nomads on the podcast. Some have been doing it like the oldies. I'm five years in, so I'm like a grandma already now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm joking, but they're also newbie nomads. So maybe in a little while from now, you can come back to the podcast and then we can kind of see how, how you're doing then. Or maybe you've yeah, given up. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt it. I doubt it, but for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And where are you talking from right now? I'm currently in Mexico, uh, Oaxaca, to be precise, in uh, Puerto Escondido. It's a small uh, coastal oh town. I want to go. <laughs> <laughs> it's on my list yeah like seriously looking at flights like i really want to go to puerto escondido oh my god you're there yeah, that's you so should. cool yeah <laughs> you should come down it's a great fight there are different areas we can talk about it later but there are different areas in puerto escondido where you can go there's more of a party uh neighborhood there's more of a rustic surf neighborhood just a very long coastal line uh, i'm talking like one kilometer of coast that, that you know people live uh, 50 meters from the beach and then there's the uh, more quaint part of town where a lot of digital nomads live uh, outside of the party vibe and 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 uh, just work throughout the day and that's where I'm I'm in uh, basically cool all right okay maybe we're gonna change the whole episode right right we're freestyling um all right so cool so and how do you how do you make a living how do you make your monies yeah, so I've been um, I've been working at Widening Tree over the past uh, year or so. Um, I was doing a master in Portugal, uh, and uh, I, I, you know, as a, as a fellow Dutchie, you can probably relate. Uh, all Dutchies studying, they they work along uh, along the study basically. Um, so I decided to take a part time job, uh, online, remote, obviously, uh, at Widening Tree. And Widening Tree doesn't really have an office, a base. Uh, we're scattered all over uh, the world, basically. We have a lot of people in uh, the U.S. In the U.S., we have a lot of people in India, uh, in Europe, um, and now uh, one person uh, in uh, in, uh, in Mexico. Uh, and what I do myself is uh, I'm head of partnerships. Um, so I talk to big brands like Hilton, um, NH Hotels, Premier Inn, all these big guys, basically, in the hotel industry. And talk to them about Web3, about crypto, about smart contracts, uh, the Walsh Bank. 
um, and try to convince them to join uh, the wonderful space of, uh, of Web3 and crypto. So yeah, that's what I do currently. Cool. So you started your job part-time, also remotely, and then now you're doing that full-time or are you still like uh, doing your studies next to it? Uh, no, I do this full-time currently. Yeah. yeah. Nice. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about like how how is it to be in a remote job? What is like the what are the biggest benefits for you to to have a remote job? Yeah, I think one of the biggest benefits of having a remote job is is your flexible schedule. For example, I take my calls from um, I start my working day in seven a.m. in the morning, um, and then I have calls uh, until eleven a.m basically and then uh, I work until three or four in the in the afternoon and then I'm 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 done basically uh, if I were to have you know an on-site job uh, from nine to five or nine to six I would have to go to the office and uh, well and, and and spend a lot of time commuting um so I think the biggest benefit for me is that I can um, have a flex flexible schedule uh, and take my calls in the morning and then basically do some deep work and focus work in the afternoon that I wouldn't be able to do it uh, to do if I if I would not have a remote job. And I think the second the second best thing is is obviously um you know the freedom to travel anywhere, right? That liberty to to travel anywhere in the world is 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 just fantastic. And especially at, at these ages when you're young and you don't have any kids and you don't have any <laughs> obligations and and um you should take advantage of it, I think. And that's what I'm doing right now. Yeah. Well, I guess just to add, in a lot of remote jobs, you have flexible flexible schedules, but a flexible schedule doesn't mean that you can just work whenever you like. It does maybe mean, and it depends on the company, right? Like maybe you have to yeah. be online in a certain window available for team calls, client calls, whatever it is. Um, but then still you have flexibility around that. But there are, there are also companies that really require you to be um, to be online all the time and always be available. So when you're looking for a remote job, make sure that you, when people say flexibility, you understand like what, what does flexibility means and how does that come to life in your work life? Because that, that, that might not be like the same as how you perceive flexibility. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it depends on the company as well. What you're saying as well. I know uh, you had uh, Chase uh, on the on the mm -hmm. on the uh, on the podcast as well a few a few a few days or a few weeks ago, um, and he also explained you know the tools that they use, and he also writes on LinkedIn the tools that they use in order to uh, work asynchronously. And that is not an that is not an easy path for a lot of companies. For example, mm -hmm. my company, the company that I work for, uh, we're still figuring out how to do that. We're still jumping on a lot of calls each day and a lot of mm -hmm. um, synchronous work. But what uh, Doers is doing and what Chase is advocating for is great because um, if you can work asynchronously, tools that that are that are out there uh, that you um, you know you don't have to jump on a daily stand up call you know every day with your team. And you don't have to do a weekly call for two hours with your team. That it just isn't very efficient. Absolutely. I mean, it's something that I've become really, really passionate about this year, actually. Um, mm. It's because it's like, I know I've I've developed the skills and the mindset to work remotely for um, for quite some time already. 
But I realized that so many companies are struggling with that. And one of the ways for me to learn about that was I was in a remote company that didn't really work out because, you know, as they were advocating for it, they weren't like really practicing what they preached. Mm -hmm. So that was a problem. But also by talking to other digital nomads on the podcast or even outside the podcast, like what do you need and what is important to you? No, I think I think definitely, and I, I think it also comes down to really working together with your team and 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 also your direct manager if you have any to figure out what is the best solution, uh, and also you know to prevent any miscommunication um, because you know you can't you, you know remote work is great, but if you work for a company as an employee or a contractor or a freelancer, remote work doesn't mean that you can just take off anywhere you want and do whatever mm-hmm. you'd like and. Um, work whenever you want, you know, work from uh, 6 a.m. until 10 and then pick up work again in in, uh, in later in the evening. That It doesn't work like that, right? It works It works like, you know, you, you have to collaborate with your team. And you have to have, uh, you know, certain, I would say, agreements in place. How will you communicate? What times are, are you ideally working? Uh, and only together, only, you know, in a collaborative approach, um, you can do this because you want to prevent, for example, if you're in a time zone like me in Mexico, you want to prevent people in Asia, like in India, working uh, until like 11 p.m. because they, they have to get a certain work from you that, that that can only be delivered in a certain time zone, right? And if you prevent those miscommunications, you know, you 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 make the, you make remote work, I guess, also a lot of fun for other people as well uh, and not only you. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that this is maybe the misconception that people have about remote work. It's not about doing the job from any location. Like it's, are you open? Are you willing to also learn a new way of working using maybe Mm -hmm. tools that you've never touched before? You know, creating mindsets around how do you communicate with people? How are you not passive aggressive? Do we use emojis or not? If we use it, how do we use it? Like, there's just this is what I find personally so interesting about remote work because it's a new way of working. It's a very innovative way of working, and we haven't it all figured out. Um, and also on to just to refer to that podcast with Chase, like what was really cool about it is that he didn't come off on the podcast and be like, Oh, I know it all. He was more like, We're still figuring it out. And everyone yeah. is saying that, like, and same with the digital nomad lifestyle, like. There might be things that you know that you learn, but as you evolve, as you you know are longer in this lifestyle, you will you're still learning. It ne- it's like a never-ending learning journey, this whole lifestyle. And if you don't like that, this isn't for you. But if you love that, if you're curious and you love the challenge, yeah, this lifestyle could be for you, but you need to flex a lot of muscles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. And it's also a personal journey, right? You can, you know. You can read about blogs and you can listen to podcasts, but eventually you would have to try it yourself and and figure out, okay, do you like to travel every week or do you like to travel every two months? Mm-hmm. You know, you're still a digital nomad. You're still a slow mat, maybe. Um, yeah. it, it doesn't matter. You would still enjoy the certain benefits, but it's really a personal journey. For example, for me, you know, I was I was traveling this summer through, through Europe, through Portugal and, and, and Germany and Italy. And... Uh, with a car right and uh, at one point in time we were traveling so much every three days we would would be in the car for like five or six hours every three days and at one point you're just done your energy is just you know (laughs) your 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 fuel is you don't have any fuel anymore in terms of energy 
So we decided, okay, we're going to cancel some things and we're going to stay at one place for three weeks. Um, and and you know, yeah, you'll see a little bit less, but you know, Italy won't go anywhere. Mexico won't go anywhere. Germany <laughs> is not going anywhere anytime soon. So you can always pick that back up and, and, mm-hmm. and think about visiting those other things. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, I completely agree with you. It's a personal journey that, that that we're all on and experience it yourself and figure out your own preferences. Absolutely. So actually, um, you touched on something very important, figuring it out and just learning, right? Like that's what we were talking about. So you have been nomading for uh, a bit over half a year at this point. What is something that you learned about yourself that you didn't know before you started your nomad journey? Like, is there, or maybe it's more than one thing, if that's the case, like <laughs> spit it out. <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. That's a good question. I think, you know, uh, one of the things that I learned for myself, I think I was I was under the impression uh, that I would connect very easily with everybody uh, around me, right, in, in, in mm-hmm. the community. And especially when you're, you know, you know new to a place but honestly it's 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 been you know it's been half a year right and it's it's rather hard for me to socialize uh at, at, at a place where you're just when when you're just there for two weeks because you have this bias in your head uh at least i have this bias in my head well i'm going to leave in two weeks again so what well what am i going to socialize for these relationships that you build up you know not going out or uh, you know having breakfast with somebody or coffee or just a talk what are you doing it for? You're going to leave in another two weeks. So that's something that I'm figuring out myself, um, how to balance that social life, um, I would say. And that's something I miss, honestly, from mm-hmm. from uh, being at one place. Um, so, you know, that, that's something that I need to find balance, uh, balancing. I, I get that, but I'm also trustworthy that you will that you figure that out because a lot of people are in the same boat, right? So you're kind of like, connect with people online you meet each other again there are people that know a lot of big secrets about me but i've online friendships <laughs> i've never met them like physical yeah. but we're on zoom we have like soul sister calls like we're like we're connecting so there's as a digital nomad there's so many other ways to connect and to you know keep uh, maintaining those relationships and actually another dutchy uh, marcel he's a, mm-hmm. he identifies himself as an introvert he was in the podcast and he also talks mm-hmm. about that like he has a core group of friends that he prioritizes every year to visit. Um, they're not 100 people because that's not his style. He's an introvert. Yeah. But there is a core group of people that he um, uh, that, that you know, he developed friendships and relationships with over the years. So there are so many different ways on how to approach it. And um, if you like look at your work life, like are there things that you do in the day to make sure that you have a good work day? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I uh, you know I try to I try to really um, take my time in the morning uh, because I have I have so many calls later in the morning. I try to wake up very early, at least one hour uh, before my meetings to go out. Maybe have some breakfast outside, uh, have a little coffee instead of just jumping, you know, um, jumping into meetings when you're just got out of bed. Um, so that's, <laughs> that's definitely something I do to to act as. To you know, be sustainable in 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 a in a mental capacity, so to say. Also, taking frequent breaks um, after long meetings. You know, back to back meetings are just something that I don't do anymore. Is I, I have yeah. to have at least half an hour um, between between meetings and go out. Maybe have a, again a little coffee or just a walk outside uh, from sunlight. Um, 
So those are rituals I, I try to incorporate. And in the beginning, when I when I you know just um, entered you know digital nomadism, um, I, I yeah I didn't I didn't have those boundaries right. I, I would have meetings all over the day and and back to back meetings and late night meetings and and yeah you you just again you have to figure out your personal journey and set your own boundaries within um, the work that you do. And also really reserve time, I think, um, to to, uh, to to socialize from your um, your base, so to say. And my base is Holland, my base is Amsterdam, right? So um, what I always try to do at, at uh, either the beginning or end of the day is have some, uh, have some time reserved for to call with friends or families, maintaining those relationships. Uh, because I think a lot of people are also, uh, what a lot of people are afraid of when they enter, you know, uh, digital nomadism is that they lose touch with their friends and family back home. It's definitely, I think, a big um, uh, a big hurdle to overcome. But it's not really the case, at least for me. And the people that I lost touch with, to be honest, um, I'm not too uh, I'm not too uh, sad about that, right? Because whenever you lose touch with somebody, it also means something. It also it also you know, signifies that relationship, so to say, right? But how strong was that relationship really, and how strong was that? connection that you have and with the people that I have a very strong connection with that I talk to every day or every week so to say uh, after you know being away for half a year or even longer that they didn't see those guys it also tells me something about how strong that relationship is and, and that you really have to maintain it in order to keep in touch with those people yeah 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 I really relate to that also something that I really found over the years is that uh, this lifestyle transforms you maybe a little bit quicker it's not that yeah. we have more transformation than other people, but I think we have quicker transformations because you need to adapt rapidly. That develops you as a professional, but also personally. And that sort of people back home there might not be always exposed to that kind of pace of, of change and all of that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I think there's a lot of education to be done, um, to be frank, in a, in a not in, not in a teaching way in terms of, you know, I'm going to convince you to do this, but just showing, exploring yeah. uh, the possibilities. I, I experienced that a lot in Portugal. Uh, my girlfriend is Portuguese and 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 therefore I, may, I meet a lot of Portuguese um, uh, people and her friends. And when when I talk about, you know, the journey that we're on uh, with them, uh, the Portuguese are, 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 are relatively, you know, risk averse. Um, so, you know, taking on a big step in, 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 in becoming a digital nomad is a big, big step for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also uh, when I when I talk to, 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 to these people, it's also a um, eye opener for them because they don't know about the opportunities that are outside of Portugal and, and that they uh, could apply for and they, that they could you know, work from anywhere for from, you know, for a UK company or a Dutch company or a Spanish mm-hmm. or or, or a US company, they don't know that they, they're, or actually they're convinced that it's that they're not capable of doing so. Yeah, so yeah. I think there's a lot, there's a lot of explaining to do or eye opener uh, experiences uh, that we have to do for 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 people, you know, like Portuguese people to be honest. Yeah, they 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 haven't been they haven't been taught to 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 think beyond certain limitations and boundaries. 
Absolutely. And I'm I'm happy that you mentioned that because it's also like what the podcast is about. Like we just want to show how other people live their life and live this lifestyle. And it's yeah. good if we're, if we're vulnerable and if we just talk about it because it's we're just normal humans. And yeah, sometimes we don't know what, what we're capable of. But because of the community, we can like really, really support each other and and show that there are different ways without um, being too strong about it. And just also respect if people have their own pace. And that's, yeah. that's good. Like, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And also not, not being afraid of making mistakes. Because what is yeah. the worst that can happen? What is the worst that, that can happen in, in doing so? Of course, you have to have insurance. And of course, you have to have sufficient financial resources, I suppose, to a certain extent. But you and you have to prepare. But if you do all that and you have, you you have those that those basics, basically, what you have to think: what is the worst that can happen, um, and what is the chance that, that that can happen? And if that's an acceptable risk to take, just do it. You know, the only the I think the you know the the the, the only mistake people can make is uh, making no mistakes. You have to take certain risk in life, and you have to take. Uh, what is a life without taking risks? What is a life without overcoming certain hurdles? Yeah. You know, are you going to, uh, you know, when you're 18, maybe 90, uh, what are you going to, what are you going to think about your life? How would you like your life to be? Would you like to have, you know, a life that you didn't take any risk, uh, didn't overcome any hurdles yourself, always being in your comfort zone? Um, I don't know. That for me, that's not that's not what yeah. I want. Um, but that's again, that's obviously uh, to everybody. And you can you can also start small, right? You can also, for example, if you're in Portugal, you can go to Spain. You can go to Barcelona mm-hmm. or Madrid, or you know, just you know, yeah. having a two two hour flight or a couple hour train ride. Um, yeah, definitely. Like it, it's small. also it's really funny that that you know a lot of people think maybe because it's so strong on instagram now you need to sell all your stuff and go to the other <laughs> side of the globe and then be be a digital nomad like guys like take a chill pill please like you yeah. can do it part time you can join a travel group to figure out if this is something for you if you like the community like there's just so many different ways on how to do it you don't need to sell all your stuff and go like many of us who have been on the podcast have very experienced very slow transitions. Then they make yeah. bigger steps. That's what you maybe see, but there is so much backstory behind that. So um, yeah, I, the only thing I can say about that, just listen to this podcast because we talk about these things. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Self-promo. <laughs> um, all right. So we're almost at the end of the episode. There's one question I'm really excited to ask you about. So you're working your digital nomad, you're working remotely in a company that's also still learning on, you know, how to do this in a, in a good way. Why do you think that companies should hire digital nomads? Um, well, I mean, first of all, because you let your employees or your, your workers, so to say, thrive, they, they can, they can explore their own personal lifestyle. And if they, if they're exploring that personal lifestyle and they're happy with it, they're satisfied. Um, they will also thrive at work. If people are unhappy uh, in, in you know the, at the place that they live, or even the even the the work the work mindset at the company, uh, or if they are unhappy with that, they're not going to thrive. And I think second of all, obviously there is a bigger talent pool. 
for um, for people, you know, uh, or for companies that that are looking for uh, uh, people to work. Uh, what just just what I said. I know that there are a lot of Portuguese people, for example, that are good in coding, that are good in tech, that are good in accounting and finance. Um, that talent pool that you might not find in Holland or in Spain or whatever. And now companies mm-hmm. have a lot of access to that. Just like in India, India there are a lot of people with uh, exceptional talents, just like in the US and, and so on. And there are a lot of solutions now uh, for companies to do this, right? There are a lot of um, companies that, that uh, allow, allow uh, subsidiary uh, companies and therefore higher higher uh, and and uh, higher people from 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 outside the, the the base country so to say so there are a lot of solutions and it's not scary at all or normal just try it. <laughs> yeah <laughs> absolutely i just want to add to that one of the things that i see i feel like people in the digital nomad community are very curious beings and super eager to learn so if that's something that if that's a skill set and a mindset that you could use in your company um don't shy away from hiring digital nomads like it's like a lot of us work really hard i've I've proven that so much already on this podcast so you know, yeah, yeah, curiosity and and eager to learn. Like, who doesn't want that in their company? Like, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we're almost at the end of the episode, and I have well the final final question, and that is <laughs> if you have a question for me. <laughs> yeah, sure. Out of all the countries that you visited, I mean, that's probably a, co- a question that you already got uh, some time. But where would you like to settle at one point? If you would like to settle at one point. It it kind of depends where where I was in my life. So when I stayed in Asia a lot, for me it was really really Bali because of the you know quality of life community. I really like it, but Bali is hard in terms of time zones because mm-hmm. it's just so opposite from my clientele, which has always been Europe and uh, the US. So that is not so not like a good choice right now for my life. I'm currently based in Brazil absolutely love it this country is the size of a continent there's so much to explore so i think it it is brazil but then obviously brazil has its own challenges so really based maybe if i have kids or something yeah i don't know i and i I feel like yeah I, i haven't explored enough like i would love to go to canada i think that would be such a cool place to be based I haven't been to Mexico, but I I don't have that feeling about Mexico. I want to be based there. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like I, I'm 32. I feel like I'm too young to think about that. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. I mean, I can definitely recommend Valencia. Valencia is is, is such a nice place to visit, um, and it's very different from Barcelona. It's basically an elevated Barcelona, um, but then I think 50% cheaper uh, and le- and less uh, less uh, crowded and touristy. Cool. So definitely can recommend it. I haven't been. I've been to Spain a lot. When I've got, like when you're in Europe, like Spain is a current place where you sure. go. I haven't been to Valencia, so I am gonna add that to my list too. <laughs> please do. Please do. <laughs> All right. So, um, thanks so much for joining today. And where can people find you online? Uh, basically, LinkedIn is is my main uh, social media. Cool. All right. So I will add that to the show notes for everyone's listening. If you go to digitalnomadsdaily.com slash podcast, you can find this episode, the show notes with a summary, 
the links and also all the show notes uh, of all the other episodes. If you want to get uh, regular tips and, and uh, news about the digital nomad lifestyle, make sure to subscribe for our newsletter. So that's digitalnomadsdaily.com forward slash newsletter. Yeah, I hope that you tune in in the next episode. Vincent, thank you so much. It was such a pleasure to meet you and to chat with you. Thanks for having me. It was a great time. Great time.